0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Your Drone Questions Answered. I'm John Dicko, here to find the person to answer your drone questions. And today that person is Dusty Jolly. He's community manager at Drone Launch Academy. Dusty, thanks for joining me today. Thank you
1: very much for having me.
0: So we have a question here on FPV drones, but first I want to just give you a chance to introduce yourself. Kind of talk to us what you do here as community manager at DLA. Sure. So about a year ago,
1: we started an online community, just a network of drone pilots from all across the world. And so I'm the community manager for Drone Launch Connect. And Drone Launch Connect is the online membership that we have where we get together on monthly Q and As, just different topics, workshops. We got discounts on drones, drone accessories. but it's just a great place to to come into network and to meet other drone pilots, really just kind of sharing each other's journeys.,
0: well, that's fantastic. And I know we've actually had gotten a few of our YDQA Q a questions submitted through the Drone Launch Connect community, which is, Pretty cool. So anybody who's listening, feel free to submit a question. So Dusty, our question for today is, what's the difference between an FPV drone, and a traditional drone? But first, can you just sort of explain to me what an FPV drone is?
1: Sure. So an FPV drone, so FPV stands for first person view, because the difference is when you're flying a traditional line of sight drone, you're holding the remote in your hand, but you're actually looking at the drone in the air. And, you know, and so you're getting your images from seeing what's on the screen. That's how you're seeing what you're videoing or what you're taking pictures of. So, you know, you're kind of seeing what's in the camera at that point, but you're also able to adjust the gimbal on a traditional drone. You're able to pan it up and down. So on an FPV drone for first person view, what that means is the pilot is actually wearing goggles. And so there's traditionally two cameras on an FPV drone. You have one that actually is what the the pilot is seeing through the goggles itself. And so that is a static camera. Uh, Once you kind of set the angle on that, that doesn't move at all. And then you'll have typically like another, like a GoPro or something like that, really to capture the video that you're wanting to get out of it, whether it be 4K or or whatever.
0: Okay. And so, and I think I've seen that. I was watching drone racing and they Mm. have those goggles on. That's an example of FPV droning. Correct. That is it.
1: So the main difference is too, with the traditional drone, uh, especially any DJI, I'll tell uh, a drone is that they're based on, they're locked on, it's like GPS. So, you know, they can lock onto a GPS, they can hold that coordinate for the most part, hold their spot in space pretty well without any sort of input from the pilot. Now, the difference with an FPV drone is as soon as you take off, typically, you know, you're in full control of, of that drone at all point in time. So there is no, it never sits still. They're actually not the easiest just to hover themselves at that point. But, you know, being able to see what the camera is seeing and having full manual control of this drone allows you to fly extremely close proximity to things. So like when you're watching these guys on the drone racing league. You know, they're able to fly extremely fast through these hoops or whatever it may be, these race gates. And with this precision, just because you do have that much control over these drones, which also that that is one of the things that makes it a little bit harder to get started in versus regular drones, you know, because there is a little bit of a learning curve in flying these things.
0: Obviously, I've never flown an FPV drone, never done anything like this before. But when I see goggles on a person like that, are you looking around at all? Is it? It's not like a virtual reality kind of situation where you can just kind of look around at your surroundings. And so I'm assuming that's what makes it so difficult to know where you're going and not to crash yeah so that is part of it so when you're flying an FPV drone uh again the camera that you're
1: seeing is at a you know it's it's not moving at all so the way that you're changing unless you're changing the direction of the drone is the way that you kind of change what the camera's seeing at that point so there is no like looking around and it can be a little bit disorienting especially starting off when you start flying the hardest thing in the world is to learn to kind of keep your head just looking straight a lot of people kind of get the stevie wonder effect and start looking around because you do feel like you're if you're going around a tree, you kind of want to start turning your head to look and, and it's just kind of a natural instinct to try to do that. But as you do it more and more, you kind of get to where you can uh, you can kind of focus and stay. Just let your eyes do more of the movement than your head. And not that
0: there's anything wrong with that either. It's just kind of a matter of how do you want to look, you know, when you're flying FPB. And you mentioned that it's it's really beneficial to getting close to your subject or to other items. Outside of racing, how are FPV drones applied? What are they used for? So right now,
1: you know, you're seeing a lot more of FPV drones being used. in, I you know, like a lot of one-take videos too. Like, uh, I'm sure everybody would probably be familiar with the bowling alley video to where the guy flew in from outside. I think it was Jay Bird films, that went through the bowling alley and then, you know, through different areas of the bowling alley and ended up actually going down the lane into the, the pins. And so it's a really unique way to kind of showcase or just kind of get some different shots that you couldn't do with a traditional drone or camera for that most part, you know, especially having the ability to fly inside, really kind of get some dynamic shots. So you're starting to see a lot of this being used more in movies production as well. So I think Netflix just came out with Gray Man and that had a lot of FPV stuff in it. But now there's companies like Beverly Hills aerials that are doing stuff for NASCAR events. So you're starting to see it implemented a little bit more into, you know, live racing events, those kind of things as well. So I, I think a lot of it is just kind of depending on people are finding different ways to use it, but for the most part, it really is just a way to kind of captivate your audience and really get them engaged and kind of showing them just a different way to, to film something for the most part.
0: Very cool. It sounds like a lot of it is kind of, you're, you're looking for that aesthetic. Video. It, and that's what it is. A
1: lot of times you'll see, you don't want to. If you have too much FPV in something, it can almost be a little bit overwhelming for the viewer. Some people really like it and appreciate it. And it is one of those things that just really makes you wonder how they get some of these shots. But there's also a group of people that just think that it's too much and just prefer the traditional drone shots that are just kind of more smooth and, and slow, but but cinematic at the same time.
0: So somebody who's looking to try an FPV drone or buy an FPV drone, it's a specific drone you have to buy. It's not something you can necessarily customize your existing DJI drone. Right. And- set something up as FPV. You, it's a specific drone.
1: Correct. Up in the past couple of years, DJI has come out with their FPV drone and the Abada, which is more of their Cinewip, uh traditional FPV drone. But that's one way to get into it. I know that it's really easy. They've made it with some of the features that they've added to these FPV drones. They've made it a lot easier to to kind of learn how to fly these things Mm -hmm. almost in baby steps to where you can get to the full manual control. So there's also a lot of different beginner kits that you can buy that are, you know, $250 that gives you the goggles, the drone, the remote, and it's something that you can practice flying around indoors. My advice would be for anybody that's looking to get into this would be to purchase a remote control. And it can be one that you could use later on down the road, or could just buy a cheap one that you can use with a simulator, but I would say get a remote control and then you can get online and find a couple of simulators. I think they're typically 10 to $20 a piece, but it's a great way to kind of get the experience uh, to learn and kind of get the feel of what FPV is actually like without having to uh, go out there and and fly and crash one repeatedly. Um, So in that being said too, you can get on and buy a lot of these drones, but flying FPV, you're gonna end up crashing a lot more, which is gonna pay off to know how to fix these things and to build them yourself. So ultimately, if anybody really gets into FPV, You end up building these drones yourself, you buy a frame, you buy the the electronics, the motors, and for about 350 to $400, you can build one. Once you have something go wrong, you have a crash, you now have the understanding and the capability to, to build it back yourself at that point. And and that's also part of getting better at FPV. You want to push yourself a little bit more, whether it be flying a little bit closer to something, a little bit lower to the ground, you're going to make mistakes and you're going to have things happen. So knowing that you can kind of push yourself and, and If you do have a crash or something that it's not the end of the world you're going to be able to fix it and get it running you know in a couple of days
0: cool i didn't even know that was an option you actually build it yourself that does kind of give you a little sense of power and control over the situation if you're able to put it back together after you crash it it
1: it does i mean man it's frustrating but that's the you know i've probably got four or five right now that i've built that they've all been rebuilt at least two or three times a piece at that point too so you're constantly having to replace motors on these things and and whatever else but Once you kind of build one, it's typically, if you have a crash, it's, unless something just really goes wrong, most of the time it's less than 50 bucks to repair it. You know, if not, it's just like a broken arm. So it could be like $5. Propellers, you go through those pretty quick. Fortunately, they're three or $4
0: a pack. Absolutely. I mean, it's a common anxiety for all drone pilots is beginner drone pilots is not wanting to crash their expensive drone. That doesn't Mm -hmm. sound too bad. Uh, You know, not a bad option for somebody who wants to get into FPV.
1: For the people that are going to get in and want to start off in the simulator, the one thing that I would advise that I didn't do enough of in the beginning was when you get into the simulator, it's a lot of fun to get in and just practice flying that way. And it does translate really well into real life. So when you get out and you take off for your first time, it's amazing. Like how it's like, oh, wow, this is just like the simulator I've been flying. The one thing I didn't do enough was actually practice landing. That is one of those things that hits you kind of when you're in midair at this point, I've got to bring this thing home and I never really have practice. So the first few landings I have were pretty rough and you can almost just call those crashes more so than landing. That is one of the things that I would say, make sure to practice if you're getting in and spending the time in the simulator.
0: I'm assuming there's no return to home button then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no. Is it like landing a plane? You have
1: full manual control. I mean, so you can get these things to do barrel rolls, flips. There is really no limitation to these things. And another thing too, the difference, one of the big differences is like your traditional DJI drones, they're going to fly anywhere from 25 to 45 minutes in the air with an FPV drone, if it's set up right. And if you can get six minutes, you're really doing good at that point. Yeah. Anywhere between six and seven minutes that's probably maximum flight time that you're going to see out of a lot of these things.
0: Very cool. Random question just came to my head, but if somebody were to start learning how to fly an FPV drone, get okay at it, would flying a basic normal drone seem like a piece of cake?
1: I can tell you it definitely does make it a lot easier. There is just so much more to learn as far as being able to have full control over a drone versus flying a DJI drone that pretty much it's just makes it a lot easier. And one of the things that I can say that Flying FPV has also made it a lot easier for me to look at the screen and be more confident with maybe how close I am to an obstacle to where I can kind of stay focused a little bit more on my shot, whereas I'm having to look up and constantly wonder, you know, where the drone's at. It does give you a little bit more, a better understanding of come kind of the drone's location in space when you're just looking at a screen and flying on that way.
0: Interesting. Thank you for humoring me on that question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know we're kind of running low on time here, but I just wanted to give you a, Another opportunity to give any, I know you, you gave a little bit of a piece of advice a second ago. Any final words for our uh, viewers or listeners on it? anybody who might be interested in trying out FPV?
1: Sure. Getting into FPV is a lot of fun. It's not a cheap thing to get into. And typically there is the initial investment because you've got to buy a remote, you've got to buy goggles. Uh, you know, you've got to buy batteries and charger, So there is kind of a entry level cost to get into this. But once you get past that, it's one of those things that it's totally worth it to be able to kind of take off and fly PV is about the closest thing. I think that you can actually get to just feeling what it's like to fly. It's almost like a therapy for me sometimes just to get out and, uh, just, just go fly a PV for a little bit. Something I definitely recommend people that are interested in pursue, but also make sure you start off with a simulator and see if it's something that you're going to want to get into and spend the time on before you actually spend the money on the investment
0: awesome thank you so much dusty for being on today and, and kind of introducing this topic it's it's pretty cool and it's almost kind of exciting it kind of makes you want to give it a shot so there's a lot hmm.
1: there man yeah we, yeah we can do it come to florida right. in, in september and we'll we'll make it happen
0: awesome awesome oh well, that's right big event happening uh drone lunch academy in florida look it up dusty thanks again for coming on we'd love to have you on again to talk more drones later on in the meantime viewers listeners you can submit your own drone questions Uh, at ydqa.io. We'll find somebody who can answer your question. Or if you're part of the Drone Launch Connect community, feel free to drop a question in there and we'll see it. We'll, We'll do our best to answer it. In the meantime, we'll see you in the sky.